this is Paul Brennan, PGA Professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We cover men's, women's golf tournaments, professionals, amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your local favorite directories. Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So last week we talked a little bit about the USGA and the RNA's distance debate. And did that rub the wrong nerve with most of you? People chiming in about how you could be hitting it further, the USGA needs to leave you alone. Again, the study is based off of the PGA, the European, the web.com, the LPGA, the LET, and about four or five other tours that they've checked the distance over for the past 10 years. And in most cases, the yardage has gone up somewhere between 3 and 10 yards. But it goes back to like the players are saying, they're becoming better athletes, they're working out more, it's trying to figure out blaming the architects for lengthening the golf courses so much that they had to learn to hit the ball further. So the question that came up most often in Twitter is what's the relationship of the longest hitters versus winning events? And so I went through and I took all the winners from 2019 majors back to 2010. So 40 tournaments, a 10-year span. And as I went through and looked at it, now some of these guys uh, played on the European Tour most of the year, and so the PGA Tour didn't have their stats. And so I'll tell you, I have 30 of the 40 winners I have the numbers for. And I went through and I looked at a direct correlation between distance and their scoring average. Um, And and what we saw, again, if, if distance was key, Cameron Champ would won more than two tournaments. And again, amazing talent. He's going to be a great, amazing player throughout the years. But he's won once over the last couple of years. And so it's just not that Tiger-esque force or even Vijay Singh uh, of 2004 where we saw Vijay put up nine wins that year. It's just not seeing that kind of dominance out of anybody. Uh, and when Tiger did it coming out in, in 97 it was attributed straight to his distance. He hit the ball further than anybody had at that point, but he was using the same technology. So it was the player and the technique, not the equipment. And that's where I think it's getting lost in this. The RNA and the USGA are trying to limit the clubs. And if they do it for the PGA, I can at least understand it. We, we have different rules in college uh, than we do the professionals in basketball. We have a different three-point line. Um, and, and, you know, it just, there are other sports, same thing, regulation for the professionals and the amateur changes. Uh, baseball, we have uh, wooden bats at the professionals, and we, yet we still use aluminum uh, and, and metal bats uh, in the lower leagues. And so we do have some of that going forward. So if that's what they're looking to do, I, I can understand that. But what they can't do is attack the public. John Q. Goffer. And, and you are, and, and Miss John Q, uh, or Jane Q, but you're the heart and soul of the game. Now, what we see on the weekends is entertainment. It's like flipping on to watch an NFL game or a college game of basketball or, 
or World Cup soccer or anything like that. We're watching it for the enjoyment. Yes, they're amazing talents, and we 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 all have our favorites and our underdogs and who we're pulling for and, and the teams that we're always against. But at the end of the day, we're talking about growing the game of golf. Now, I turned professional uh, 20 years ago, and when I came into the game then, I was taught that golf was a stagnant sport. The same number of people were quitting the game every year that were starting the game. And it was length of time commitment on the golf course. Only playing a few times a year, you'd go out for Memorial Day, Labor Day, 4th of July. It's when everybody else and their families would get together. It would be a very slow round, not enjoyable. Um, the other reason people were quitting is they weren't seeing improvement. They would go out, they'd take a lesson or two from their local pro, or they'd read an article in one of the golf publications at the time, and they would try it, and it didn't work, and it just became frustrating. Also, golf is one of the most expensive sports out there. Not only do you have to buy the equipment, uh, but then you have to pay access to go play, at least with basketball, football, there's a field, there's a court. Um, once you get your shoes, your your gear, there's really no extra charge to play. But in golf, there is. You're paying green fees, cart fees, membership dues, however that is. So if the things that we're having are longer rounds, not seeing improvement, it is the main reason people are backing away from the sport, the sport. But yet now we've got athletes playing the game and it became cool. Tiger Woods effect. Once Tiger started playing Hello World, everybody got involved in the game. The, the, the most overused term right now is Tiger Woods moves the needle. But he does. If he's doing something, everybody's chiming in whether you're for him or you're against him. And I won't get into that debate. But what we see is a sport that if we're not careful, if we overregulate, we're going to wind up shying people away from it again. The rules changed in 2019 were designed to make the game more fun and enjoyable. Uh, instead of the lost ball uh, or an out-of-bounds, if the club adopted the local rule, you had the ability to drop it with a penalty into the edge of the fairway and play on. Uh, drops were placed from the knee. Again, things just to speed up the game and make it designed to grow. It's evolving. It's well, Basketball didn't have a three-point shot, and now they do. Everything has to evolve to continue to live. And in the sport game of golf, the sport of golf is no different. So, again, I kind of went through here and I looked, um, and I'm just going to call out the ones that I have the stats for. We'll start in 2019. Um, that particular year, Tiger Woods and Shane Lowry did not play enough rounds on the PGA Tour to be uh, tracked. So we have Gary Woodland, who finished 12th, in driving distance that year, but 18th in scoring distance. So, again, a top 20 guy in both categories, but Woodland's not been anything that you would call a standout. He's had an amazing career. He's been on tour for a long time, and his relationship with Amy uh, at the TPC Sawgrass or TPC Stadium course at Scottsdale last year really sparked a great feel-good story for him uh, that year. Um, and then we have Brooks Kepka, who, again, was uh, 10th in driving distance, uh, this past year, and fifth in scoring. So again, we're seeing again a couple of top tens there from Kepka from scoring and distance. But again, nothing just really standing out saying one is related to the other. Now, we bought back to 2018, and uh, uh, Captain America, 
uh, Patrick Reed, 83rd in driving distance and 48th in scoring. So for the whole year, above the median average, and nearly at about 180 to 190, maybe 200 tour pros. So if you finish in the top 100, you're the median, basically. So this guy's just barely, you know, top 40% type player in distance and just moved up to top 30% in scoring and, and gets the major just by hitting it in that year. Kepka that year wins two majors, um, again, eighth in distance, fifth in scoring again, so you're seeing a, a correlation to him. Uh, and then you had Francesco Monari, 52nd in driving and 26th in scoring. So again, here's a guy who won a major, but didn't finish in the top 50 in distance and didn't finish in the top 20 in scoring for the year, but still gets the U.S. Open Championship that year, holds on, or no, I'm sorry, uh, the Open Championship, Francesco wins that year. Apologize, read that wrong. The schedule's changed now. The PGA is in front of the British in the U.S., so I read that out of order on Molinari, but him winning the Open Championship. Um, go back to 2017. We have Sergio Garcia winning the Masters, 30th in distance, 10th in scoring. Now, Sergio's always been uh, an amazing player to watch. He shapes the ball. The 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 Spanish influence his temper when he gets hot. Uh, again, he's one of those bad boys that people tend to pull for. Um, and at the same time, a lot of people hate against him because of some of the stuff he does on, on the course. But never really known as a bomber. But he's a consistent player that's going to continue to put himself in position and chances. So it's not from his distance, it's from his games. Uh, from irons and things like that. Again, we got Kepka winning uh, seventh in driving, third in scoring. So again, just kind of seeing how he's become that major force that he has been. Um, Jordan Spieth, arguably the uh, this year was the best player, seventy fifth in driving, but first in scoring. So that was the year that Jordan was as efficient from one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy five yards as anybody on tour was from inside one fifty. So he didn't need the distance to be able to score and win. And then Justin Thomas coming out um, eighth in distance that year, finishing second in scoring right behind Jordan. So classic example for the whole season, Jordan beats Justin in scoring, and it wasn't because of the distance. So again, the USGA is using distance as their let's go after the game and, and make it traditional and moving it back. But the golf courses have become longer and longer, and again, we just have athletes playing the game. Um, going back to 2015, Jordan Spieth wins the Masters and the Open, um, 78th in distance, second in scoring. So again, showing how good Jordan was in that 2015-2016, he was in the top two both years. So you take it to average out, he's one and a half. Nobody was better than him for those two years. Uh, again, another player who's never been known for distance, uh, Zach Johnson, uh, went in the British that uh, the Open that year. 148th in distance, yet 7th in scoring. I mean, Zach has always been a top 10 machine. Um, you see him on the putting greens, you see him rolling putts. He, he's just an amazing wedge player. 
being able to see him do that. Uh, Jason Day stepping in winning PJ that year, third in distance and first in scoring that year. So again, the only person that gave Jordan a, a run was Day um, as far as the scoring title that year. And Day pulled it off at the end, but Jordan who just had that two years that was phenomenal back-to-back. 2014, Bubba Watson, again, one of the longest hitters on the planet, most aggressive lines. He plays Augusta very well. First in driving distance and seventh in scoring. Martin Keimer uh, winning the winning the U.S. Open, fiftieth uh, in driving distance and ninety seventh in scoring that year. Uh, Fourteen, Rory won the British and the PGA that year. He was third in distance and first in scoring. So again, very similar to what. Jason Day was the year before. Going into 2013, Adam Scott wins the Masters 23rd in distance, 15th in scoring. Justin Rose wins the U.S. Open 27th in distance, 4th in scoring. So again, there's a guy who, more accurate with his irons, puts himself in position and just kept himself on tour for a long time, but not known as one of the longest hitters. The British that year, Mickelson, um, 93rd in distance. Now, again, this is when Mickelson started making the push and, and started seeing the workout changes and getting himself up to the distance that you see from him today. But he was 11th in story. Now, Mickelson has always had an amazing short game, and he takes aggressive lines. And it's it's cost him um, multiple times in, in championships and majors where he hits an errant shot, takes too aggressive line, and, and puts himself in a bad position. So... Phil's always been a talent, being able to see what he can do. And again, with the wedges, hand, I don't know that there's anybody better. But he's always been obsessed with trying to hit the ball far, and that's when he really started to make that push. Um, Jason Duffner, 107th, winning the PGA Championship in distance, and 35th in scoring. So again, this is a guy that just had a great week, got everything done, but statistically just doesn't do anything outstanding. So going back to 2012, Bubba wins the Masters. He was first in distance that year, fourth in scoring. Webb Simpson wins the U.S. He's 111th in driving distance and ninth in scoring. So again, just an idea that it's not about getting it. How far you can hit, it's just getting it in the hole. Uh, Ernie Els that year won the British but didn't have enough rounds on the PGA Tour. Rory. Wins the PGA, fifth in driving and first in scoring. 2011, Charles Schwartzel wins the Masters, 43rd in distance, 45th in scoring. So again, this is a guy just right there, top 50 player in both stats, but just there. Rory wins the U.S., but didn't have enough rounds in the States. Uh, Darren Clark, same thing, wins the British, but not enough rounds in the States. P.J. that year at Atlanta Athletic. Keegan Bradley beats Duffner in the playoff. But Keegan was 20th in distance and 61st in scoring. So, again, it's kind of his first or second year on full year on tour, getting his ropes around there, but just at that time had not done enough to drive that scoring lower. And, again, top 20 driver of the ball, but it didn't relate to just the basic scoring numbers. 2010, Mickelson wins the Masters, 13th in distance, 39th in scoring. Graham McDowell, the U.S. Open, not enough rounds. Louis Ustazen, the British, not enough rounds. 
And Martin Keimer wins the PGA, and again, not enough rounds in the state. So 40 wins over that time frame. Now, 16 of them come from Brooks Kepka has four, Jordan Spieth has three, Rory has three, Keimer has two, Watson has two, and Mickelson has two. So as you go off that list, now Brooks and Bubba, definitely known as bombers. Rory has put himself in that position. But you've got three bombers in Brooks, Rory, and Watson, and then you had Phil the Thrill, just gets it done by getting in the hole, chips in, amazing putts, hits it through the trees. Keimer, who was a golfing machine at the time, um, just consistently up there, always working on it, and he started making some swing changes, tried to hit a certain shot to play a particular golf course, and he fell off the map for a while. He's back at it. He's playing on the European, playing on the PGA Tour. But again, made a swing change, trying to chase a little bit something with the distance. And then Jordan, which again was his two wins in that one season and back-to-back, one and two in the scoring title. We thought we were looking at the next Tiger Woods or the next Jack Nicklaus or whoever you wanted to compare him to. But again, he started chasing the distance. He was the most efficient player in the world from 150 to 175, and yet he wanted to hit the ball further so he could have shorter clubs in his hand. He was so good at that point that he didn't need the distance at the time. But again, the game has been pushed to think you have to hit the ball longer because everyone went to tiger-proof a golf course. You made it longer, and you're hurting other players. As I talked about last week, if we go off this list of Brooks, Rory, and, and Bubba, these guys are consistently knocking it out there in that 310, 315 range. And the way that stat number is arrived from, the PGA Tour picks two holes in opposite directions that guys are going to hit driver on. So that T- the PGA driving average is two shots. It doesn't take in consideration a, a course like Sawgrass, and I'll actually go over that here in a second. There's a great article in this week's Golf Week um, about... Rory and winning at the Players' Championship. Now he's had it's changed his mindset, and I'll go into that here in a second because, again, supports what I'm talking about. But you're looking at Brooks, Rory, and Watson, and, again, they're known as bombers. Rory's putter is streaky. Uh, when his putter is on, I mean, you go back to the 62 that he shot at Congress to win the Wells Fargo, you know, seven, eight years ago, and his 62 on Sunday was from way back in the field. His putter got hot. He started making these long putts. His confidence was there. Confidence was there. He posted early and nobody else could finish. Brooks, again, just an all-around player. I mean, he, he hits it a long way off the tee. He's proficient with his irons, hits great shots. Um, wouldn't say he's a standout putter, but you know, it's not definitely not a struggle on the greens. Um Bubba, again, thrills the crowds with the curvature to a shot, starting it over groups and fans and moving it back to the fairway on demand. Never been known as a great putter of the ball. Now, we'll flip to the other side. So now we look at Jordan, Keimer, and and Phil. And again, these guys, they're hitting it quite a bit shorter than Brooks, Rory, and Watson, but yet Jordan is the only one on here 
to win the scoring title and finish second the bat next year. Rory won it one year, but again, Rory does it when he gets hot with his putter. He hits it a long ways. It gives him a better advantage, but he's never just been an amazing scorer of the golf ball. He shoots good rounds. He's always up there. He's won majors, not taking anything away from him, but he's not a guy that from 100 yards and in, you expect to stiff it and make the putt every time. And again, Keimer at that behind, at that time frame was just a machine. He just hit the shots over and over, and you you know, was he a robot? Was he German engineered uh, to play the game of golf? And those were questions that came up a lot when he was there. And you know, Dustin Johnson in the mix wins his um, U.S. Open in in, in two thousand sixteen. He lost to Graham McDowell in the U.S. Open in 2010. He lost to Keimer in the PGA uh, in 2010 as well. So Dustin has, again, always been a bomber of the golf ball, but he's never been a great scorer. Longest active scoring win, 11, 12 wins, you know, not taking anything away from him. But until 2015, when he bought his own track man and started hitting the shots to learn how to hit those wedges, the distances... You just know him as a, a, a long-drive guy. He breaks through 2016, gets his major, um, been number one player in the world multiple times since then, but it was not because he started hitting his driver further. It's because he started working a short game and hitting his wedges. So, again, as you can tell, I'm not a big fan of the distance, distance debate. Um, I think the distance is good for the average player. Uh, you're much better from 150 yards than you are 180 excluding Jordan Spieth uh, in, in that time frame, but everybody else is going to be better. Their mishits are going to be closer. So if we can get you playing the distances that you need to, and again, the Tee at Ford program um, that Arnold Palmer, uh, which his tournament's this week, and Jack Nicklaus introduced several years ago about playing the tees you're comfortable at, finding out how far your tee shots are going, and playing the distances based on your driver distance. And so that way you're consistently hitting the correct clubs. When we watch the Wendy's Three Tour Challenge, they set up the PJ Tour tees, the Champions Tour tees, and the LPGA Tour tees designed so that they're all hitting the same iron into a par three. Whether it be an eight iron, seven iron, six iron. And, and they're wanting the tee shots to leave the same iron. So it's not about leaving the same distance, but it's leaving the same iron. So if we're hitting nine irons, your nine iron from 130 should be as good as a nine iron from 150 from another player. So again, just talking about that particular style. So now jumping into the Golf Week article. So I'll let you all get the article itself. I'm not going to read it to you, but the things it talks about, uh, and a quote from Rory on this was, I was wanting to hit driver because that's what I do best. I wanted to play the course the way I wanted to play it and try and overpower it. And that was a mistake. He approached it that he had not done well at that tournament because he had always tried to do hitting his driver again. His strength is his distance. And the sawgrass, we've seen it over the years, it's not a bomber's course. It's designed to hit shots 230 to 250 yards and your approach shots to the screen are designed to be 125. And there's no advantage for the longer hitters to take it over trees and cut corners because the water, the trees, the pine straw, and the bunkers that die has placed all over this. Um, I just need to try and get a hang of the golf course somehow, Rory says. 
something about this place I just can't quite get the grips on. I just need to know what to do sometimes, and I'm sure I will figure it out, hopefully. These are comments, again, coming from a four-time major winner that he didn't know how to play a golf course because his style is take driver, rip it. And so with the Players' Championship coming up in March, I'm sure we'll see it again this year. It's not about who hits it the furthest, but it's who puts themselves in position. So here we are just a couple of weeks away from this event, and that's why the Golf Week's talking about with Rory. But that golf course right there shows you it's not about how far you hit it, but it's about putting it in position. The tournament was moved to TPC Sawgrass in 1982 when Pete Dye built the course. When it launched in 82, the golf course was 6,800 yards. Since then, they have been able to stretch it out to 7,100. But going back over the last couple of years, so Rory McIlroy wins it in 2019. Jim Furyk is the runner-up by one shot. 2018, Webb Simpson wins it. Behind him, Jimmy Walker, Charles Swartzel, Xander Shoffley. Four shots. 2017, Kim Siwoo wins by three shots over Louis Uthazen and Ian Poulter. 2016, Jason Day wins four shots over Kevin Chappell. 2015, Ricky Fowler in a playoff over Sergio Kevin Kisner. 2014, Martin Keimer wins by one shot over Jim Furyk. Now, I've mentioned Furyk's name twice in that mix, and we know Jim Furyk's not one of the longest players. He's also the only player to ever break 60 on the PGA Tour twice, Mr. 58 and Mr. 59. So this is a golf course. We go back to 2013, Tiger Woods, two strokes over David Lingmer, Jeff Maggart, Kevin Strillman. 2012, Matt Kuchar, two shots over Ben Curtis, Ricky Fowler, Zach Johnson, Martin Laird. Again, names that I keep reading off these lists list that either win or runner-up are not what we call bombers. So the golf courses are able to be set up with width of fairways, with length of the rough. Because again, this is, golf course is 7,100 yards. It's not a long course by tour standards, but it takes driver out of their hands forcing them to hit longer clubs into it. So USGA, RNA, Paul Brennan here, Nashville, Tennessee. It's not about how far they hit it. It's about the design of the course. Find the golf courses that are a little bit tighter. Now, again, it's not going to be as fun for us to watch on TV for the weekends. But if you're trying to make even par win a tournament, bring the fairways in, make the rough higher, but leave the distance alone because the average player needs it. Rory's out driving these guys by 50 yards. If you shorten what the ball and the club can do, Rory's still going to out drive these guys by 50 yards. That's not going to change. Well, that's enough of my rant for this week. So again, thank y'all so much for listening in to Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals, do you believe? Um, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, TuneIn. You can find us on Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore Golf Pro. Time changes this weekend. We're getting ready to see Bay Hill, the Honor Palmer Classic. Spring is in the air. 
get out, play golf, have fun, and keep firing those questions at me. Thank you all so much. Have a great week.